Welcome to Find Your Sexy, the podcast that encourages self-love and celebrates female sexuality. I'm your host, Kelsey Valletta, and I want to help you discover your own unique sexy and learn to embrace it every single day. Thank you so much for joining me as we break the stigma together. Welcome back to the Find Your Sexy podcast. My guest today is a good friend of mine, Deanna Dorman. Deanna has been helping women lose weight, build confidence, which we love, and feel energized for over 15 years as a personal trainer and a fitness nutritionist. As someone who has lost 30 pounds herself from eating nourishing foods and quick, effective workouts, she has made it her mission to help busy women just like you find freedom from fad diets counting calories and spending hours in the gym and finally getting the results that they want. Sounds good to me. We all want those results, right? She's the creator of the Fitness Collective Membership app and most recently her podcast, which we will talk about. She loves connecting with women and building their confidence to show them how powerful they can be. So obviously you can see why we get along, why we're friends. Hi, Deanna. Welcome to the Find Your Sexy podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. And I just love you too. Ah, this is awesome. I'm like, I know I love reading your bio. It's funny, right? Cause when you like n- get to know people and you know what they're all about and then you're reading their bio, you're like, yeah, this is totally what she's all about. Like it's written <laughs> right there. That's exactly what it is. Um, I'm so excited that you are finally on the find your sexy podcast. I know we've had so many real life in person, virtual conversations around confidence, self-love, personal development, self-esteem, health, all these different things. And I want to talk to you a little bit about your personal journey with this. Ooh, yes. So I would love to know what was your first experience with the idea of sexy? And do you remember the first time you remember feeling sexy as a woman or a girl, whatever that experience was like for you? Ooh, this is a good one and pretty deep because it's not something that I talk about a lot. So I like this question. So I have always been, well, for most of my life, except for when I gained weight, but most of my life I was pretty thin and I was one of the first girls in my grade in my school to develop. Right. So I had, I got boobs pretty young, like 11. I had like a full B cup. And that was around sixth grade. And in my high school and middle school, my high school and middle school were connected. So we would share the bus, the middle schoolers and the high schoolers on the same bus. So I was a sixth grader with senior guys. And I remember like in seventh and eighth grade that there were like juniors and senior guys being like, oh, you are going to be the shit in high school. And I was like, what does that even mean? And they were like, you are going to be so hot in high school. It's going to be so great. And I remember at that at that point feeling really uncomfortable about it. Yeah. I mean, I feel uncomfortable listening to you describe that. I'm thinking of like some senior boys are 18. Yeah. Like there are senior boys in high school who are 18 years old and you're what a 12 year old girl. Like that is yeah. so comfortable. Exactly. So it wasn't like a good experience, like with like the, the whole like sexy thing in the, in the beginning. Right. And like, 
even in seventh and eighth graders, like my peers in my grade were, would be like talking about me and things like that. And so I did not have a lot of confidence for a very long time, like not in middle school and in high school, it, it, I would say it got even worse because I was actually dating. Um, I was 14, just about 15 dating an 18 year old. And he was like super jealous. Yeah. You're like, your eyes are like bulging on video right now. Like, <laughs> this is not something that I talk like, about. Very yeah. Much, yeah. He was super jealous. And because I had like developed and I had this body, like he was afraid of like me showing and flaunting things. So I'd like always cover up. Mm. And even now to this day, like I feel really uncomfortable wearing like low cut shirts. I felt really uncomfortable until probably like the last two years wearing like a crop top. I like didn't like showing anything off because I've always felt that like people were staring at me and that's all that people cared about with me. And so it's this really interesting journey that I've been on. And honestly, getting over that didn't really happen until like after I had my son. So my son's three years old now. So again, I didn't really feel comfortable in my body until like the last, like really, really comfortable in my body for the last like two years. Because even in college, I like gained 30 pounds in college after college, when I was a personal trainer, even guys, male personal trainers were like, you should be wearing booty shorts in the gym so you can get more clients. I'm like, that's not the kind of personal trainer that I want to be. I want to be somebody who's hired because I know things and that I'm smart and I can get results. Not because I have a booty. This is so interesting because I'm sorry. I just have to share this. This is so interesting. And this just goes to show what it's like being a woman slash a little girl, you just shared that when you were younger and you were like, you developed early, which I can, I can relate to that because I was the first person to start my period. I was the first girl in my Mm -hmm. grade to have boobs and you're dating a guy that is getting jealous who, who makes you feel like you need to hide your body because you are being limited to what you look like and hide that right and you said that even subconsciously throughout your life you have felt uncomfortable wearing wearing low-cut shirts or a a crop top anything that would show your skin because we're subconsciously made to believe that it's inappropriate just being who we are right even as a child it's almost like hard for us to even be children because we because of hormones develop in these bodies and, you know, all at different rates. Some of us develop way later, some of us way earlier, but inside, like we're still a child, but we're being deduced to what we look like on the outside. And then fast forward to what you just shared, you being a trainer in a gym and having a male peer, I assume. Yeah. Tell you that you should actually be using your body now and showing off your body in order to get more clients, in order to get yeah. what you want. So when you're younger, you're being told that if you want to get what you want, you need to hide your body and yep. not show it off. And then as you get older, it's, oh, if you want to get what you want, you need to show your body. Like, no yeah. wonder that we have body issues. No wonder yeah. that it's a struggle. Like, no wonder we struggle with all these body image issues. Because yeah. like, what the what the fuck? What are we supposed to think about our body? 
I know it's crazy. And it, and it reminds me of like, you know, every once in a while when there's like a, an attack on a female runner. Right. And it's like, oh, well, what she was she wearing? That doesn't freaking matter what she's yeah. wearing. Like, it doesn't matter what she's wearing. She should not be attacked when she's running. So like, even, even to this day, like when I run outside and, you know, I run in a sports bra and shorts yeah. and if I see like a weird looking guy or something kind of, and I'm like in a weird neighborhood or whatever, like you bet your ass that I'm like running as fast as I can yeah. and I'm ready for a fight basically. Like yeah. I, it, it's weird that like this happens or that I even have to think about it's it. Just it's just like, yeah, fight or flight. It's like your safety mechanism yeah. kicks in. Okay. So I want to yeah. ask you, you said that you didn't start to feel comfortable in your body or start to feel confident until after you had your son. Can you share a little yeah. bit about why that is? Or was there something going on in your life or certain people that helped you become that next version of you? Yeah. Um, interesting that you asked that because even, you know, I've been on Instagram and I've had a blog since 2014 and things like that. So I've been on Instagram for a really long time. And I was on Instagram trying to build my online business and my blog through like the whole giant Instagram fitness phase when people are like doing these like bikini competitions and things like that. And I, trust me, I love my husband. He's like my best friend, but even he was like, why don't you just show your butt on Instagram? So you get more followers. I'm like, that is not what I want. So even yeah. like, and, he, and I've told him that before we've had conversations about like, that's not what I want. That makes me feel uncomfortable. Like things like that. But like, even he has said things like that. So I would say just like having my son, one, my husband, has been huge in my life for many different reasons. But so, you know, I forgive him for saying, you know, <laughs> show your booty. Well, yeah. And everyone's, <laughs> everyone's different, right? It's like, there are some women who like want that and embrace that yeah. and like good for them. So it's, if you're seeing yeah. other people do that and you see, oh, they're getting these results from that. Yeah. You figure like, oh, that's easy. Just do that. You know, it's right. like, they, like people don't realize like, well, not if it makes you uncomfortable, not if it doesn't feel right. authentic to you, you know? Right. So we'll, exactly. we'll forgive and him it's for like, that. It's not like I don't like my butt. Like I got yeah. a good butt, but yeah, you know. we'll forgive him for that. That's okay. Yeah. 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 So I've forgiven him for that, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that having my son has taught me like a lot of things, but just being somebody who hid my body for so long, um, during like my high school years and, in trying to hide my body when I was a personal trainer and things like that. Like, and then, you know, you're literally just splayed open for the whole world to see when you're having a child and like, you know, you do some crazy things. You poop on the table when you're in the <laughs> middle of childbirth, like literally. So like, there's just no shame anymore. I'm just like, I don't care. This is it. So I think that has a lot to do with it. And then, um, I think also just feeling more authentic to who I am and knowing who I am. And I would say, I said it was my, after my son that I got the confidence, but I wouldn't even say that it was truly after I had my son. I would say that most of the confidence I got was when I started doing like self-development and working on myself and um, you and I have been in the powerhouse women mastermind for a while. And I would say, and uh six figure school before that. 
And I would say that is really when it started to turn, when I was working on my mental health and finding my worth, which also part of my worth is me as a mother, right? Like I know deep down in my core that I'm a really great mother and that which is interesting because before I had my son, I never visualized myself being a mom. Like that was never something that I always could like, we could see, like it wasn't this massive dream that I had that some women do. But now that he's here, I'm like, okay, this is what I was meant to do. Yeah. Knowing my worth as a mother and then working on my self-worth and my self-love, that's when I would say that I built a lot of the confidence up. So yeah. it's, it's interesting because I, I feel, I feel a very similar way. Like I obviously began my, it's like tough, like, right. Like we're working on our confidence and self-esteem and building self-love our whole lives on some level, but I wasn't consciously working on it until I don't know I guess it was probably about 2018 like four years ago when it started and I had not even found any type of community to support me I didn't really know much about the self-development world it was just things I was working on on my own but what I when I actually started to see tremendous growth is when I found other people who also are working on their own personal self-development goals. And we could like hold each other accountable and grow alongside each other. And it just makes all the difference because we're so easily influenced by the opinion and comments of the people that we love, right? The people who are around us all the time. But the thing is, is a lot of times those people, they know past versions of you and older versions of you. And so sometimes you just need like a community of people who aren't going to like have an opinion of you swayed by past experiences. They just know like what's on your heart and soul and they're like bought into your goals with you. And I know you and I have had an incredible experience knowing each other over the past, I don't know, almost two years now. And I do want to just take a minute to acknowledge you and all of the support and help that you were able to give me in building my online course. So if you're listening and you're enrolled in my online course or we're curious about my online course, part of the reason that it exists is because Deanna was like, we need, like, let's just do it. I'll come over. I'll help you <laughs> film it. And she did. She came over with her cameras, her lighting setup, and we filmed it all in one day. And it was because you were part of my community and we were working on completely different goals and completely different businesses and different industries, but we both are working on becoming like the same type of person, right? Like of integrity who goes after their dreams and their goals and really just wants to help women be the best version of themselves, feel confident, powerful. Like we get each other. That's the type of community and support that you need. So I just want to, again, acknowledge you in front of everyone for helping me (laughs) do that because it makes such a big difference. And it just goes to show how, how finding your people and committing to any type of self-development is going to help you get to where you want to go faster. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, 
you know, you probably would have like never asked me to help you just because like, just because you don't want to burden people. Right. And it's Mm -hmm. not just you, it's just us as women. You're like, I'm not going to ask them to help. I don't want to burden them. I don't want to be a burden. They got a lot of other things going on. And me knowing that just about women and myself, I would do the same exact thing. I was like, okay, Kelsey, like, so let's do it. When are we going to do it? Like, and I was like, nope, you have no choice. You're going to do it and I'm going to help you. And this is what's going to happen. And I think just knowing you and knowing your intentions of wanting to serve and help women feel confident in their skin and that being in a totally different way, but so similar to what I am trying to do as well. Like I know how important it is for women to have what you have to offer and to work on their self-talk, their confidence and their self-worth. Right. So I was like, no, the world needs to have what you have to offer and it's going to happen and it's going to happen quickly because it needs to happen quickly. So yeah, like I just think community is so, so important and you've come and you've helped my community and you've taught my community about building authentic confidence and your mirror work and all of that too. So it's just this amazing thing that grows. And I grew up again, like kind of without a lot of girlfriends. Like I had that boyfriend in high school who was very jealous and stuff. And, and I didn't have a lot of guy friends because he was so jealous. And and I had a very few select girlfriends, but I always felt like girls were so catty. And now like 15 years later, I'm like, give me all the female energy. I need every single woman who wants to be on my side around me. And to help me because I think us as women for so long have been on this path of, I need to do it by myself. I can't burden anybody else. I have to figure everything out by myself. And it's like, no, when you have other people around you and community around you, you're all going to exponentially get to the next level much faster, whether it's in your health, your self-worth, your business, whatever it is. It's just going to go much faster if you have your tribe around. Yeah. So, yeah. I know. I, it's like, I really want people to hear that because I wish it was something that I was more open to welcoming into my life earlier. I've always been somebody I've always, and I don't mean this like in a weird way, but I've always had a lot of friends and I've always had a lot of girlfriends. I was in a sorority. I was president of my sorority. Like I've never had an a lack of friends, but I felt like I always have had a lack of community of people who understood me. I always felt like the odd person out. And if anyone's listening and is like, well, where do I start? Like, where do I find my people, my community? Like if there's anything you're interested in, like, I, I think the best place to start and where I started was just going to something by myself and letting it feel really scary and letting it feel really uncomfortable. I remember I like the first thing I'm thinking of is when I was first interested in starting a podcast over three years ago, I had no idea how to start a podcast. I didn't know anyone who had to start. I didn't know anyone who had a podcast, but I was like, I know I want one. So there happened to be this event 
in Phoenix called Podcast and Prosecco. And it was for women to Ooh. learn about. Yeah, it was just great timing. I happened to see it somewhere and it was to teach women about how to start a podcast. And I went to that event. It was just so weird to think about because I'm a totally different version of myself now. But this was in 2019, April 2019. I went to this event. I didn't know anybody else there. I was so introverted and and terrified. And I felt so unworthy of being there because I kept meeting all these people who were, it felt like to me, they were already this great person doing all these great things. And they were adding a podcast to the mix. And I literally just sat in the corner and learned. I went and got lunch. I took it outside and ate by myself on the stairs outside of this building because I was so terrified. But I think that that is the day that changed everything for me because I proved to myself, like I didn't die, right? Like I yeah. made it out. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I proved that I, I said, I wanted to do something for myself and learn something. I showed up and did it, even though it was terrifying yeah. for me, even though it was so intimidating, so uncomfortable, but I learned what I wanted to learn. And then when I started my podcast, I was like, wow, I, I did this because I went to this event and met these people. And you know what is crazy is I met people that day who are now part of my community. Like years yeah. later, we reconnected. And I'm this totally different version of myself now who I have no problem walking to a room. I'll introduce myself to everybody and be like, no, I deserve to be here. I'm just as yeah. worthy of being here as anyone because we all are, right? Um, yeah. So I think that the best place to start is just like whatever interests you, even if it has nothing to do with like a business or podcast or any of that stuff. If it's a hobby, like you want to learn how to bake and you like come across this baking class, just go, just go and do it and put yourself in those uncomfortable positions because you'll meet people who like what you like, who want to learn what you want to learn, have a similar interest. And like, that's how you start to find your community. Because like I said, like you and I were building totally different businesses and totally different industries, but our end goal is the same. And like the type of person that we are working on becoming is very similar. And that's, that's what you need is people like that. It reminds me of the very, very first self-development book that I ever read or networking book that I ever read was How to Work a Room by Susan, I don't know how to say her last name, Rowan, I think. Okay. And the concept is the same as so many other like networking books, but it's specifically geared for like women, right? And I read this probably in 2015 or 16 before I started like my real like self-development journey. Yeah. But the biggest thing, because I've always felt like an introvert too. And I remember I was reading it when I was going to a fitness conference. Um, there's this big fitness conference every year, usually in Los Angeles. And you get like your continuing education credits that you need and things like that. And you learn about the newest workouts and things that are coming out. But I remember I wanted to network at it and it was the first time I was ever going to it, but I was like, I'm such an introvert. I'm so scared to go to this like by myself. And they had a specific like blogging container within it for like health and fitness and wellness bloggers. 
So I was reading this book and it was like, no matter what, you can start a conversation with anybody because you are in the same room as somebody else. So if you're going to a networking event or a conference or a painting class or a baking class or a cake decorating class, like whatever you're at, you have some commonality with the other person in that room, especially if it's like a class, like a baking class, like you were just talking about. You both signed up for that class. You both obviously are interested in baking. So start a conversation about like, hey, why are you here? What are you doing here to, you know, what made you join this baking class versus another one or something like that? So I think we just like get in our brain to like overthink all of these things. And it's like, no, hey, just what brought you to this class or what brought you to this event or you know what I mean? You're so right. I love that you shared that. That's such a good perspective to have. And it just takes me back to like something I always say is like, we are whatever we say we are. And I, we all have these stories about who we are and like, oh, but I'm introverted. This is hard for me. And like that, that feels very true in the moment. But once you realize that like, actually, no, like you get to show up however you decide just because you were one way or have struggled in certain areas doesn't mean it has to be like that forever. If you don't want it to be like, just make the choice and it's going to feel uncomfortable at first, but you're going to benefit it, benefit it, benefit from it. So, so much. So yeah. I just love, I mean, and I'm grateful because look at now we're here having this conversation because we both made decisions that led us to a community where we got to meet each other. And then now we both get to support each other and like watch each other, not even just our businesses, but as humans grow. Like how cool is that? And I also want to just like touch on, I know this is your podcast, but here I am. Like, (laughs) No, please. But you and I, I know you and I have talked about like labels before, right? Yeah. Like labeling yourself something. So both you and I label ourselves as introverts, but both you and I in our communities that we are in, they're like, you guys are introverts. Like, yeah, no, you're not. We're like, no, we are like, I'm very much an introvert. Like I know I am. I have to like alone time to choose to show up and be outspoken or talk to people or introduce myself. And it's like a choice that you have to do but I'm still very much an introvert. I'm still very much nervous to talk to people, but labeling myself as such did nothing for me. You know, it didn't bring me to the next level of my business or the next level of my relationships with friends or anything like that, you know? So I'm so glad you brought that up too. That's so true. Like we need to get rid of those labels and labels exist everywhere in our lives. Cause as a society, it makes, it makes it, feel more comfortable for us to figure out other people and to understand things. Like we label everything because we feel like it'll help us understand it better. But like when it comes to people, like, no, a label isn't going to help you understand a person. Like we are multifaceted creatures. Um, So labeling yourself a certain way just does you a disservice. Like just figure out how you want, like, how would you describe yourself? How do you want others to describe you? And those words can change as you change. Like we don't need labels. We yeah. don't need those. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. I think that like totally yeah, ties and I back just, to exactly it what we're talking about. It made me remember because you came in and you taught my community. So for my community, the membership community, we have, it's all health and wellness and it that can be anything, right? It can be um, like you've come on and talked about like self-love and confidence. We've also had like pelvic floor specialists come in. We've had anxiety coaches come in. I teach a lot of 
nutrition based things and I do live workouts and things, but it reminded me of when you were teaching my community and we, I think we did talk about labels a little bit. And I was like, well, I was kind of labeled as bitchy, like most Mm. of my life. So that's a label that I have placed on myself thinking that I'm bitchy. But at the same time, I'm like, no, I'm just kind of like, I want what I want and I know what I want and I will say what I want or say how I feel. And if anybody knows anything about Enneagrams, like I'm an Enneagram eight. So I'm very like outspoken about the things that I want or how I feel. And I'm to a point like brutally honest about things, but that yeah. has gotten me the label of bitchy most of my life. So it's, it's so just... funny because I would never use the word bitchy to describe you. I at know, all. like nobody in our community would yeah. either. But it's like, so crazy. That's what but I if was you labeled for my entire life, and if you bought into that, like if you started to believe that, like, well, then I guess I'm a bitch. Then guess what? You probably would start showing up at. You probably would actually start yes. acting bitchy, and then next yes. thing you know, you actually would be like you're creating your own reality exactly. because it's a story you're telling and yourself I definitely in your head. Was in that spot. Yeah. for like a long time for sure yeah. and I'm like now that I know one about Enneagrams I'm like okay I'm an Enneagram 8 that just yeah, makes, makes way sense. more sense why I am the way that I am but like which my husband's like oh well you can't just label yourself an Enneagram 8 I'm like no I it's you a know. label but it's different yeah yeah it's different it's just you're identifying yeah. with that you're right. relating exactly. to that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay. I want to ask you a couple last questions relating back to you. So at this point in your life, how would you describe the word sexy? How do you define what makes a person sexy? Now that you've gone through everything you've gone through, learned everything you have, what is it to you? Yeah, that's a really good one. I think that Having a thirst for knowledge is really sexy. I truly believe that we should never stop learning Mm. and never stop being curious in things. And I think that a lot of us as a society have just gotten really comfortable with just like hearing one thing like on the news or on Instagram or whatever. And then we're just like, that's it. That's the only way to do it. That's what we believe. And it's like, no, that's not totally true. And you should do your research and see like exactly how you feel on a topic or what it is. But like, it also is making me think of like, I've worked with a lot of women who are like, oh, like keto is such a great diet. And one, I don't believe in diets at all, but like, Keto's terrible for most women. Like, and intermittent fasting is terrible for most women because we have these crazy hormones that like yeah. change all the time. And I think that the more knowledge that we have, not even just about our bodies, but just everything in general, the more knowledge that we have and the more curiosity that we have to like dig deeper into ourselves, into education, into life and other people learning about other people is truly fascinating cultures I think that is like really really sexy yeah and I just want to say the fact that you answered that question saying having a thirst for knowledge like that was sexy (laughs) yeah you answering that like (laughs) oh yes keep talking tell me more like yeah, totally yeah. sexy. I love but that I think answer. Just like, like I've talked to a lot of people and like, 
I love, tra- this is totally off topic, but I love traveling. And I'm like, to yeah. me, it's like the people that don't want to explore things in the world or explore like other cultures or try, you know, different types of food that you would never eat, like cow tongue or something like just trying weird things that you don't think you would ever like, like that is sexy. Yeah. Just being open to other stuff that you'd never thought you would ever enjoy or like that's that's sexy yeah to me totally sexy I agree yeah what's not sexy about it I agree okay what is one physical trait of yours that you think is sexy that we can celebrate together I love my eyes Mm. and I've loved my eyes for you said that so earnestly that was so sweet (laughs) that was so sweet I've loved my eyes for a really long time, which is also an interesting story too, because I have had glasses since I was in the third grade Mm. and was made fun of for having glasses for a long time. And then once I got contacts, people are like, oh my God, you have really great eyes. And I'm like, you're like, yeah, "Yeah, you didn't notice them before. (laughs) Yeah. So, but I like the shape of them. I like the color of them. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And then what is one character trait of yours that you think is sexy that we can celebrate? Ooh. My love and devotion for the people that I care about, Aww. which is also an Enneagram 8 thing. <laughs> I'm going to have to have someone come on the podcast who can teach about the Enneagram. Yes. I'm like, I can't you believe I haven't had this. I'm a nine. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure about my yeah. wing. I know there's like a wing situation. I don't know much about that. Maybe I'm a wing eight. Yeah. I don't know. Um, you're probably a wing. I would think that you're probably a wing eight because yeah, I wouldn't it see feels, you, personally, it, I wouldn't see you as a nine. Oh yeah. I, well, I was gonna yeah. say, I feel like, I feel like a nine, like that felt really yeah. right to me, but okay. yeah, I'll have to have someone come on like an expert in it to yeah. like, learn more about it. But yeah, um, I think it just, it, that's one of those things where I was saying like the knowledge, like knowing doing those kinds of like personality tests is like so interesting because it's yeah. like trying to dig a layer deeper into your own oh yeah self and finding out who you are like i didn't know about enneagrams until probably 6 months ago and now i'm like oh well that's why i am the way that i am and how i've been my entire life yes it like it helps you understand yourself and, better yeah and even like i don't know you would probably love this but like human design yeah I know I'm a, I know I'm a generator. That's all I really know. Okay, I don't yeah. know like two, my cousin's really into it. So she's kind of read my chart Yeah, like, a long time ago. I don't really remember much about it, but I just remember thinking like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And like, it makes sense yeah. why I need the sleep I need and all that stuff. Like it makes you kind of like <laughs> stop being so hard on yourself. And like, and who yeah. knows, like, who knows, like, right. We get to choose to believe in whatever we believe to be true. Oh yeah. But if it like, yeah. if it gives you some more grace for yourself and like, makes you feel like, oh, I feel understood. Yeah. Then like, that's all that matters. Yeah. My husband does not totally believe any of like astrology. Like, uh, um, yeah, I, I think men struggle astrology. to believe a lot of this. Like I yeah. think, but I yeah. told him, I was like, so my husband's like very data analytical, yeah. like needs like a man. of everything. <laughs> yeah. And so like, I just learned about like human design a few months, probably two months ago now. And my friend like did my chart and everything like that. And I'm telling him about it. And he's like, "Mm, sounds like a horoscope to me. And I was like, okay, get this for just stick with me for one second. Yeah. I was like, you have seen scientific proof about the moon moving the ocean tide. Correct. He goes, 
Yes. I go, why do you think there's all sorts of like currents, electrical currents through our body, things like that, right? Electrons, protons, neutrons, all that in our body, right? Why do you think that Jupiter can't have an effect on what's going on in your body? And he's like, I'll give you, he's like, I don't fully believe it, but you make a good point. (laughs) And I was like, see, and I got that on the fly, but like, it's something that I'm digging into more of like trying to find out more about it and stuff like that. Yeah. It's so interesting. It's so interesting. See, now I have a thirst for knowledge. I'm like, there's so much of it that I'm like, oh, that makes way more sense. And then I like, pulled up my son's chart and I'm like, okay, I see that. And it's, you know, his is totally different than mine. Yeah. If anybody's uh, new to it, it's basically, it is kind of like a horoscope, but it's where your city that you were born in, the time that you were born, the year and everything. So it's like takes where all of the planets are in the system and it it's yeah, like, like how your energy, how you function with your energy. I feel like after yeah. everyone listens to this episode, they're going to be like looking up their enneagram, looking up their human design. Like, yes, <laughs> get to know yourself. Keep learning about thirst yourself. Thirst for knowledge. Thirst for knowledge. Yes. I love it. Oh my gosh, Deanna! Before we go, where can people learn more about you? Listen to your podcast. Learn more about your membership. All that yeah. stuff. So everything is. The Fitness Collective. So thefitnesscollective.com. The podcast is The Fitness Collective. Um, my Instagram is livefitgirl. So I'm sure you'll add all this like in the show yeah. notes. But the only thing that's different is Instagram. And yeah. that is livefitgirl. Perfect. I will yeah. link it all. But if you Google notes. Deanna Dorman, you can find me everywhere. Yeah. She's all over yeah. the place. Ready yeah. to just help you out. I love it. Oh my goodness. Well, this was so fun. Thank you so, so much for being here. I love you. I value your friendship and your support. And I just know that you're there to cheer me on. And I'm, I'm the same for you. Like we just want to see each other succeed. And that means everything. Yeah. Love you too. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For more information, visit findyoursexy.co or follow me on social media at Kelsey Valletta. And if you would like to leave a five-star review of the show, I would be so grateful. Actually, I can't think of anything that would be more sexy.